We're back. Welcome to the podcast. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Big Scuba podcast. Thanks for downloading us again. Uh, this is episode five and on the, the show we've got Gemma. myself, Ian and I'm Worthy. Oh, someone new. Who's that? And uh, as you can hear, we are, we're, all, we're doing this podcast across the airways via Zoom due to the lockdown that we're all in our respective places. Uh, I'm in Bungie, we've got Gemma in Pakefield, and we've got Worthy, who we will come to in a moment, in sunny Norwich. So thank you very much for downloading us again. We are obviously in unprecedented times in our remote locations we're recording the podcast. Uh, So obviously the coronavirus has had a far-reaching effect on the world of scuba with travel and holidays, resorts all closed. Um, So we obviously acknowledge the seriousness of the situation but hope we can bring you something cheery to listen to um, while we're all in this lockdown. Obviously if you've got any comments or questions regarding diving and the relation it has to coronavirus then just email us or drop us a direct message on our social media sites and we'll happily try and answer. But in the meantime, we're here to chitter-chatter and hopefully make you smile. Yeah, that's the idea. Absolutely. So uh, we just want to respect that and um, and then carry on talking about you know what we all like to do. And that's scuba dive and then dive, which everybody uh, could help. Okay, so last episode, uh, episode four, we covered some news items. Gemma told us about pink dolphins and a pink manta on the Great Barrier Reef. And I discussed the online courses that were available. I hope anyone uh, made a made an effort to uh, give them a bit of support and uh, see what those online courses are. We also had our first guests on the show. So we had uh, not one, but three. Hello to Grace, Inca and May. Hello. <laughs> Um, that's really great and that's really good to hear about diving stories and um, how you got into diving so that's really great if you haven't listened to episode four yet please do uh, you can download that hello to them and so on this episode what we're going to do is we have a new member of the team so this is a bit of a cheeky episode we talked to our new member of the team find out about her journey of a uh, learning to dive and things like that you know we thought we'd drop this in before our next guest so with no further ado let's introduce Bertie to the show hello Bertie hello Bertie how are you all right so you with me and you go back a few years we go we first met 2015 yes we did so when we first met we did our fmb speciality so that's the big big orange sausage as everyone knows as and we were learning how to pop those up together and we were buddies weren't we in yeah yeah and uh yeah it was really nice five years ago i know crazy how time flies Luckily for me, I uh, got to play puppet strings with you as you conveniently tangled yourself in your (laughs) FMV reel. It's easy done, let's be fair. Well, yeah, as as many of you know, putting up your first um, SMB and trying to work out how to keep the reel tight, you all know that it can be a bit of a pickle for the first time. I had the uh, nice job. Just quickly explain what SMBs are. Yes, they are. They are surface marker boys. That's it. So nice big orange sausage, okay, or surface marker boy, okay, and they can signal for boats or passing traffic to either stay away from you or to signal that you want to be picked up. We to know somebody who actually got on their SMB written on not only their name 
how mm -hmm. they have their tea or coffee. So when they send <laughs> oh, the yeah. marker up, it says <laughs> tea white with. Ah, white. have you seen the new pink one that's got a little dolphin on the top? No, I've a seen friend that on has got one of them. Yeah, a friend there you go, has got Gemma. one of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could get mermaids on top of it, couldn't you? Oh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Being a mermaid, have you? I do, right. yeah. So tell us about you. So tell us about your diving and things like that. So you uh, grew up and uh, live around Norwich. Yeah. yeah. And then when I I started scuba diving five years ago, I actually started in Cyprus. So what I went on you, holiday. What made you start? Um, I switched from teaching in schools and wanted to go down something more where I could think outside the box and be a bit more creative with my teaching. So I wanted to do some swimming teaching. And it was obviously a life skill, which I thought was, you know, a bit more key than just teaching everyday things that, you know, children would get anyway. So I thought, yeah, I'll do that. Went on holiday, found someone to teach me scuba diving, which I was like, oh, this is more of a dream. This is more creative. And yeah, it was just something where, you know, not many people get to discover um, the rest of the world. So I thought I'd do that. So you didn't go out there to actually learn specifically to dive like no i just kind of i i'd always wanted to try scuba diving and i just kind of stumbled across a, um, a dive center um happened to talk to them and then yeah just kind of get into it that way i did my open water out in cyprus i did my advanced open water and and then i've just kind of gone back every every year um to dive a little bit more i've done the famous zoonovia wreck that's why i go to cyprus yeah. now Everyone no. thinks I go to visit them, but what dive, what dive centre do you use when you're out in Cyprus? I use various ones, so I like to move around a little bit, see a different part of the island as I go, so I can um, explore some more of the island. Yeah. So I might go to somewhere in Paphos one year, might go to somewhere in um, Polis another year, and um, Larnaca another year, just so that that way I can move around tour the island as well as touring underneath the um, water. Because we use the same dive centre here in Norwich, don't we? Crystal Seas in Norwich, hello Chris and Polly. Yes, we do, yeah. That's good. Who uh, Gemma's doing your open water with as well. Yeah, I am. I did, so I got the pleasure of meeting Gemma when I did her knowledge review four and five and her final exam, so that was exciting. <laughs> got you some good scores though, didn't I, Gemma? Yeah, 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 we did pretty well, all of us, didn't we? You did. Obviously, I can't take full credit because I didn't do any of your studying with you, but... Well, star instructor for four and five, you see. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you called Wertie? So my real name is Harriet. Basically, my... Older brother called me Harriet, Harry Wert when I was born, and that's kind of just stuck. I think it's quite quirky to have a different name, unusual. Yeah. And as far as I'm aware, no one else has that name, so it's mine yeah. for the keeping. <laughs> Worth it is. Yeah. So, um, been diving since 2015, and you're now a paddy instructor. I am. Yeah. Okay. So I. Instructor. I do. Yeah, I qualified in Cyprus last year and uh yeah i've just enjoyed teaching i prefer to teach um like children um so obviously 10 upwards um so they can really get like the feel of something really cool give them a uh, superpower of breathing under the water things like that <laughs> maybe do the odd bubble maker with the uh eight-year-olds but yeah that must be great having children yeah superpowers under the water it is you can you can really like um have a ball with 
children like that because you can be like oh you know let's do some underwater music making and smash some spoons together and make a loud crash in the pool and things like that you know just be creative with that yeah do you find they have any fear or is it just fun no some some of them um, have a bit of a phobia of the mouthpieces, the fact that they've been in other people's mouths. But, you know, you can just give them a new mouthpiece. Sometimes parents are happy um, to buy a mouthpiece if they um, have a snorkel. Mm-hmm. Then they'll buy a mouthpiece, you know, for their snorkel and they just say, we'll take the mouthpiece home at the end of it. You know, if the parent is aware of phobias like that, then they can, they, they'll get around it. Uh, you taught Honey, my daughter, to be a mermaid as well, didn't you? I did, yeah. That's really cool. Loved it. So when I'm not when I'm not actually teaching mermaids or I'm not teaching scuba diving, I put the two together and I go off um, to Bali, for example. I went there and I took my mermaid tail and I went scuba diving with my mermaid tail. And uh, I'll put, I'll post a picture up on the um. Yeah, that'd be good. Facebook yeah. page later for everyone to have a look at. That sounds like Gemma needs to have a go at that as well. Have I just volunteered? I think I just volunteered <laughs> you for that one. Oh no, I'll give it a go. Yep, have a little tail and a little swim. Yeah, we yeah. can teach you how to mermaid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hold my breath underwater. Need some practice with that. So, what do you do for work? Are you are you? Um. So obviously, with the current situation, everything has been put on hold. But yeah, yeah while I'm in the UK, I am. Um, I'm still teaching. I am an EFR instructor, so I'm trying to do um, some first aid and bits and pieces like that. Um, yeah, still trying to do it while I'm in the UK. Still teaching swimming. If you want a swimmer lesson, Ian, I'm on it. Okay, okay. Put you through your paces, give you and uh, Gemma a little swim lesson. We can have a competition, see who's faster. Oh, yeah, there's competition. Awesome. I'm more of a plodder, I'm, I'm afraid. I can do the distance, I'm just a bit more, just don't have the speed. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we'll do, we'll do a, um, we'll do a speed. I kind of plod along. That's right, we can do a speed, all right, and we'll do a uh, distance. There you go. Okay. See right. what you're yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> What do you reckon, listeners? <laughs> speed or distance for Ian or Gemma? Who do you think's going to win? Yeah, I think Gemma would, I think, somehow. I have to get out on the beach when I get practice in the sea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll put those poles up. When did you last dive and where were you when you last dived? Oh, in the sea. Mm-hmm. I was in Cyprus. Oh, it been nice and warm then. When was that? It must have been oh, a while. Yeah. It was November. Yeah. Was yeah it I'm... Teaching or pleasure dive? Teaching, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying not to brave the, uh, the cold of Stony Cove right now. <laughs> uh, a little while as yet, I imagine, but um, hopefully it won't be too long before we can all get up there and um, jump in. Do you have to wear a dry suit in Cyprus or is it all wet suit? Um, over the winter, yeah, dry suit is recommended because obviously it does get pretty cold still. Mm. Um, but over the summer last year, I was I was in wet suit all year round. Yeah, what, I think most minutes? of the year. No, most of the year last year I was in um, two point five. Really, that's quite um, warm. Yeah. I mean, they had a terrible winter last year, so the, the water didn't warm up very much. So when you say, how, how, how sort of warm is it? Between 17 and 26 degrees, 28 degrees, something like that. Um, Not very good with the conversion, sorry. The visibility is usually fairly clear there, yeah? Yes, visibility is probably mostly about 20 metres, yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few wrecks out 
out that way as well, and what sort of stuff yeah. do you see? What sort of fish? Big things. You've got things like the odd amberjacks, barracuda, loggerhead turtles. Really? Yeah, there's a um, huge loggerhead turtle in Paphos. Yeah. That is incredible. Is it named? Yes, he's called Mysterious Bob. One minute he's there (laughs) and then the next minute you won't see him for like months. Mysterious uh, Bob. Yeah, you've got Charlie and Lizzie. Come on, you're making it up, surely. (laughs) No, I'm serious. You go to Paphos and you go diving in the harbour and if you see Mysterious Bob, um, then yeah. So how big is he? Is he like... He is no joking about this. Like, I don't know in meters because obviously no one's got that close enough to sort of measure him, measure him. And obviously everything is like three times bigger underwater. But he's about the size of a average car bonnet. On it, yeah. Car bonnet, There is um, sea bream. If you go to um, the Zenobia wreck, the sea bream are huge compared to the sea bream anywhere else on the island <laughs> because they feed them raw chicken eggs. They, they feed them raw chicken legs. Really? They do, yeah. So has anybody kind of inspired you while you've been on your diving journey? You look up to any other divers or...? Instructors that have um, been with me throughout my journey. Just like, absolutely incredible. Um, the main one um, who got me into diving has just been there. Like every time like, I want to do my dive master or do my instructor, he will know about it. But also the it's really nice to see newbie divers come through as well. And like being a dive master and now going into instructor is really nice to see like newbie divers like you know you Gemma for example coming along and just seeing like the excitement as well and just sharing that passion with you it's just it's so cool yeah oh that's really good to hear yeah get something back from yeah yeah are you doing any dive related activities while you're in isolation apart from the podcast other than prepping my garden to do some funny diving related videos soon which i'm sure you'll be knowing about soon other than that i've been going over a few manuals and things just like refreshing my knowledge going through updates to see if there's any updates to my uh, manuals that i need to know about just getting on top of anything like that that i need um i saw is it raid is that an agency raid, yeah, yeah. Um, they're doing some free online courses I saw yeah it's quite a few of them are now yeah yeah so for people like me that have kind of come to a little bit of a halt before qualification we should really be looking at some of these online courses i guess just to yeah them. absolutely it's all good stuff you can pick up on and um i would say for anyone who's uh, about to do their open water if they're in this the same position as you Gemma you know keep ride, reading through so you're fresh on the skills you know keep looking at the paddy manual if you're on SSI look at the website and stuff it's loads of SSI very big with their online um, lessons and stuff so, so you keep keeping up to date as soon as we are you know back to kind of normal hopefully it won't be too much longer after that we can your open water actually finished off and get the old dry suit wet again. Get <laughs> <laughs> your face in the water. Yes. It is, yeah. Well, in fact, this weekend would have been the first weekend up at Stony. Yeah. Uh, for those who listen who don't know what we're talking about, um, Stony Cove in the Midlands in the UK is one of the central and one of the main training lakes that we've got in this country. They use the open about now. Uh, so this weekend, would have been one of the first weekends away that we would have been away teaching this weekend so a uh, bit of a shame you know but how it is it's where we are but 
you know, it's not forever. We're laid more than cancelled, so uh, that's the best way to put it. Yep, that's it. Yes, it's just a blip. But if you uh, are interested, then um, if you're ever, if anyone's holidaying over in the UK, if you look up stonycove.com, it's uh, certainly worth a, a dive and a shout. There's quite lots of interesting things there. And the, as you listen to the podcast, you'll hear Stony Cove mentioned quite a bit because that's our main training place and it's where a lot of people in the UK learn to dive. Have you done a lot of diving at Stony Cove, Whitey? I have, yeah. Obviously our seas are quite rough um, at the moment, um, over the, especially over the winter. I have to jump in Stony Cove or other inland quarries. So uh, yeah, it's quite nice though. Depends on what time of year you go. You can see new fish um, that have been breeding over the winters and you stuff like that. You get a lot of shoals, don't you? you? get a lot of shoals of roach and uh, perch and things. Yeah, and some days it can actually be um, really quite clear as well. The visibility is quite good. That would be a nice time to do it actually in April to do your open water. So um, yeah, Easter weekend is always always really nice weather. Yeah, really good there's next. Easter's next weekend here, isn't it? So have you done any diving in the UK sea over the summer? Have you done the North Norfolk? I haven't managed to dive um, the North Norfolk because I ended up um, aborting my dive there um, to do a rescue. Have you done the Farn Islands? Yeah, Farns is awesome. That's one of my, one of my favourite dives, isn't it? Have you? I have, yeah. Yeah, absolutely incredible. I know a lot of people um, have ear trouble. If you pick out those people and you're like, yes, yes, I want to dive with you. They're the best people because you get the most seal interaction. If you get the people that just disappear down to 30 metres, they don't see any seals down there. You want to stay at about five to yeah, sort of 10 Yeah, all the shallows. Yeah, all oh, the yeah. beds and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Again, for our um, American and worldwide uh, listeners, the Farne Islands is on the Northumberland northeast coast group of rocks and one big island there's a lighthouse on there um, but if you look on our northeast coast in North Northumberland types before the Scottish border you'll see the islands and Farne Islands is a is a really great place to go and dive so um, and there's lots of good camping there as well so it's, it's worth looking at and also yeah. if you're new divers it's actually quite a good one as well as you say because a lot of the dives are quite shallow there yeah and you just get plonked in by the boat don't you and it's just it quite easy diving I'm sure the captains would love hearing you say that's been plonked in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, <Based>. snip. Plonked <laughs> in, plonked in. Plonked <laughs> in. They, Norfolk. <laughs> they, um, yeah, so the captains are really good on boats and they, they know exactly where to go. They know where the, you know, these guys have been up there, sort of divers, fishermen, tourist boats, 30, 40 years, some of them. And so they know the waters, where to go, where the currents are, uh, where's the best place for seals are, where the wrecks are. They know it. Um, if you, anyone who's listening and is thinking about a trip to later in the year or next year, Farne Islands is a really good place to go, especially if you want to see seals and puffins. There's a lot of people up there see the puffins. Um, but for the diving, it's brilliant. And it's actually really quite clear visibility is clear yeah it's lots and, lots to do and see and the puffins like to dive down into the water and see what you're up to don't they they're very inquisitive yeah that's very cool and you don't even have to be a diver do you you can go snorkeling if that's what you're into yeah, it's loads um, of you snorkeling. can just sit on the boat and take photos if that's what you're into too yeah yeah that's, um for, for non-divers as well if a partner doesn't dive it's a really good place to go as a couple you can you know for the divers and non-divers so you can even get like um stand up paddleboarding and kayak 
kayaking up there as well. One of my favourite places to go. So yeah, it's good good to hear you say that you you like that as well. Yeah, it's really cool because you can hear the uh, seals growling to each other as they play, and they they sound like little puppy dogs. They look like little puppy dogs too. They look no, they don't. They're like the size of you, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen them in Blakeney, and they do have like funny little sounds don't they they talk to yeah. Them. yeah yeah they, they um they have big claws as well yeah especially when they uh sink their and their teeth when they sink their teeth into your dry suit and you're like oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so is there anything you would have done differently along your diving journey i don't think so no would you have started earlier if you'd known how good it was i probably would have done yeah but i i don't think i really had the option to start earlier it was like it wasn't available for me to start earlier. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I went on holiday and then found found the opportunity to dive from my hotel. So that was where I found them. Uh, when I researched it at home, I was I had the option to go to London and study there. Oh, that was it. It was mm -hmm. I could go um, abroad and go anywhere I wanted around the world to do it or to go to London. I didn't find out about Crystal Seas until I came back and it was like two days after being back from holiday and I said, oh, wow, I've done my water and they were like are you going to dive in the UK and I was like I can't and they were like why I was like because I have to go down to London I was like and I can't afford all that and they're like why didn't you do it at Crystal Seas and I was like what I was like where's that and they were like oh you know just up the road from you and I was like no way <laughs> I found out after my holiday about the scuba shop in Norwich and it was just up yeah. the road from me well at least you did and now you know so uh and uh we're fortunate by having a really good dive centre in Norwich. So where have you travelled uh, for your dive? Where have you been? Where's the? Um, I have been, obviously, mostly to Cyprus. That's where yeah. I've done most of my diving. I have been around the UK, mostly yeah. inland um, due to the weather. I have been on liverboards to the Maldives, uh, wow. Bali, Komodo. Komodo is my favourite. You see the um, dragons? I did, yeah. They were huge. And they open their mouths to so like yawn. It's just like, whoa, I feel so small. But yeah, <laughs> diving in the Maldives was just absolute chaos. We did a night dive and we came up. And when we went in, there wasn't very many boats at all. But as we came up, our boat had moved because obviously we were all moving around um, under the water. So it was great. And then when we came up, we had to put our torches inside our SMB and wriggle it from shoulder to shoulder. And that was our okay. signal for the boat. And then everyone else might put their um, torch, oh no, our, sorry, ours was, um, for that dive, was put our torch to our head. Right, and then that, yeah. that way um, our boat knew it was our, um, for that dive. Yeah, it was just like different signals. And um, all of a sudden we came up and there was just, boats and people everywhere and you're just like whoa this is crazy there was not this many people when we when we went in yeah. yet when we came out everyone was there yeah it must be weird yeah it was so cool though um and just like diving along with like all the mantas and the sharks and like in komodo we did this shotgun um dive where a lot of you might you know a shotgun dive oh what yeah it's, it's like a shotgun dive or um, a right. washing machine uh, basically you go in and it's between two islands where um the waves have like naturally made this sort of like little whirlpool okay and you you go around the edge of it and then all of a sudden you go down into the middle and you get sort of sucked down and then spat out the top 
<laughs> and you obviously have to watch your computer as you get like lifted up and you, obviously you're dumping your air very quickly you're blowing out very quickly and everything like yeah. that and then you're watching your computer and it's like oh you have to do like loads of safety stops on the way up and your computer's going like haywire then all of a sudden you're, you're doing all your safety stop um and you don't get like you don't get spat up to the surface um and then you swimming forward as you're doing all your safety stop and then there's this channel and you see all the sharks whizzing past you and all the manta rays whizzing past you and you're like okay everyone's grouped together and you're sort of all holding hands in like anticipation waiting for all your safety stops wait for your whole group to like be clear and there is about 15 of us so everyone is to be clear so that everyone is together and then all of a sudden the um, dive guy just gives us a little wave bye bye and he goes boom and he gets like catapulted into this like um, shotgun basically um, and it's called a shotgun because it just catapults you so fast and you just there is once you're in it there is no getting out of it until you're at the end yeah that was on that I saw a Facebook clip and it was just like yeah like you say like a washing machine just not even swimming it's just like yeah it sounds like a great experience and I'll put it on the scuba, uh, the no. scuba podcast and I tagged our um our dive center in it and it was so cool. And I was like, oh, no, is this what we look like? And they were going like <laughs> at, uh, cartwheels all the way around. And it was so funny. Sounds awesome. I just, yeah, I went through that. And it was just like, you know, um, sharks going past you. And it's just like, wow, this is the dream, you know, yeah. just to be free. So even the sharks and that were having fun by the sound of it. Oh, yeah. When you get like a shark and a manta just gliding together. Oh, and you're like, oh yeah, I've got a GoPro on my hand, or you've got my camera on my hand. Like, take a photo, and you're like, oh no, just live in the dream, just enjoy the moment. Oh, that sounds awesome. So, have you got a favourite dive location you've been to, or somewhere on your bucket list where you want to go? Um, so my favourite so far is Zenobia, hands down. Mm-hmm. I just every time I go, I'm like, oh, I see this and I see that. But when I when I first did it for my advanced from water. Um, five years ago and I dive it like last year I just I, I still see the decay of it like you can see it falling apart and it's just it's so bad however it's so fun to dive it mm. and each time I go I discover something new that I didn't see the first time um, with regards to my bucket list Iceland the tectonic plate wow. on my list maybe at the end of this year because I'm not going abroad anywhere yet I haven't. I didn't book anywhere this year. Um, yeah, maybe I'll go to Iceland. Yeah. Any fans out there? I'm coming to Iceland. Come see me. <laughs> Silfra, that's one of the, um, the the best places to do that. Yeah, Iceland. and then go so watch the whales. Yeah, the Northern Lights as well. Aurora borealis. That's what's known as in Bungie, anyway. <laughs> so, what's your favourite moment of diving? Oh, I don't think I have a favourite moment. I think it's just being under the water, just breathing in and just not listening to anyone. What about your funniest moment diving? My funniest moment. Yeah, probably the funniest moment was, yeah, playing puppet strings with Ian's feet and (laughs) the fact that he didn't even (laughs) realise. I'm just oblivious in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Tangled up in the string. So where do you see yourself in a few years to come? Where's you know, where do you think your diving is gonna take you? What's your Well, I am slowly conquering the world though, hopefully. Who knows? I will close my eyes, pick a part on the map. What about and, what about yeah. you know, now you're an instructor? So are you gonna sort of progress a bit further with you? No, I think at the moment 
if you know it's like everyone said to me when I first started oh are you gonna be an instructor and I said no I'm quite happy where I am and at the end of the day one day if I if I want to do this or I want to do that it'll come to me when you know when it's ready I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say in x amount of years I'm gonna do that or I'm gonna do this maybe at some point soon I don't know how soon but at some point soon I would like to try um side mount diving maybe I'll take to it maybe I won't I don't know I don't actually know I do like the fact that I can dive on my single Pringle tank I do like that um I don't want to go into rebreathers sorry rebreather divers if you're listening that that does scare me (laughs) I have dived with a lot of rebreather divers and yeah they keep telling me all their setups and I'm like no it does scare me can I ask a question not being a diver diver what is the difference between side mount and the single one on your back and why would you do it? Um, obviously, with your single um, setup you have um, that you'll go through your open water with, um, you know how it works. Um, you have one tank, okay, that will last you um, depending on your depth, however long your dive is. Mm-hmm. If you have um, side mounts, you'll have one tank on each side of your body, okay, and you can switch between two tanks, okay. <laughs> if you then are, let's say you're going through maybe um a cave or you're going for a wreck okay you can unclip both cylinders and you can feed them through okay to make yourself skinny if you have your but yeah you can actually um go for a little bit longer underwater with the um two tanks because obviously you've got more air Mm -hmm. so if you are maybe a little bit more chuggy on your air for example if you get a bit excited seeing in in the water then you can uh i just didn't ask again is that a technical phrase is it if you're a bit more what if you're using your air a bit more well you know when you get excited when you see in in the water and you're like (laughs) 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 i don't know you obviously got flustered when you saw me in the water ian hence you got all your rules all all, uh all in a tangle i am only human I am only. <laughs> yes. So, what projects are you got working on? Any projects at the moment? You got anything got bubbling away? I've got a few little projects. I'm I'm gonna start recording a few um, dry scuba diving videos. Yeah, I'm just working on tidying up the uh, house and the garden, etc. To do those videos. Well, we've got uh, five questions that we like to be as a. Um, we like to ask our guests. One of them, I think you already answered already. Yep. So what dive location is on your wish list, bucket list and why? Okay, so that was Iceland um, for the tectonic plate. So sulfur, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, I've been to hot countries. Who wouldn't want to take their regulator out and drink from a glacier? There you go. That's my, my one, my one dream. What's your favourite marine animal? Oh, it's got to be a moody rank looks a lot like a slug with two little kind of like antennas if you like if you're trying to describe it to someone who's only just listening and can't see me wiggling my fingers on top of my <laughs> like head a snail. like a snail okay so name up to three people past or present um who you would choose to either dive or snorkel with you know they can be divers or non-divers i'd love to dive with david attenborough why because hasn't he got like so much knowledge to teach us all yeah and i bet he's got places on this planet that nobody knows about that he could just show us like all those little nooks and crannies the second person i'd like to meet was christina dento who's she 
she is famous for her shark whispering. Yeah, so she goes around and she's got all the chain mail on. Um, I know who and you she mean. She goes that. down and takes yeah. the hooks out of um, the shark's mouths and things like that. Yeah. Um, and completely like seduces the shark. Oh, the incredible lady. Also, my number three would be Steve Bakshul. Um, so Steve, Steve Bakshul, um, you know the guy from is it Deadly Deadly Sixty? He's absolutely incredible. Um, I always watch him like with my nephew and stuff. Um, you know, back in the days when we were allowed to sit together. What's your favourite piece of dive equipment or kit and why? I think it's got to be my my wetsuit. Why? Mm, fits me like a glove and obviously it's mine. Only I pee in my wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't well, laugh. We all pee in our wetsuits. Who would you like to see as a guest on the podcast and why? I think I've all three though. Like David Attenborough would just top them all and he's just like, yeah, everyone's favourite. He's just got so much just to share with us. Hey, that was great, Wertie. I think we know a little bit more about you and I'm sure there'll be lots more to find out about you as we go through yeah, the coming episodes. <laughs> it's really nice to have you part of the, the big team. Yeah, well, thank, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And if any of our uh, listeners have got any questions for you, then either email us or again, look at our social media and you can send us a direct message and we can pick it up from there one yes, very quick thing do. just one very quick thing don't forget about the our little section called uh ask your dive master and in time we can have ask your instructor as well so uh, as uh, as a dive master and instructor here so feel free to write in and uh, you know ask any questions and things like that and we'll do what we can to help yeah i would really encourage listeners to do that to yeah give them a little test Right, okay, so I think that's everything until the next episode, which will be episode six. Yeah, brilliant. See you then. Right, bye everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank bye. you. Bye. Bye.